Drive, live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome in. A Monday morning, a new week, a clean slate, if you will, this April 4th, twenty. 22. Welcome to LNK Today with Jack and Friends. I'm Jack Mitchell along with Caleb Henry, Mark Vale. I believe Chris Lofkins is going to be back with us uh, today a little bit later on. Yeah, he's after back. After he took some uh, some time off. So it'll be good to uh, get Chris back in here. Hope everybody had a good day. It is uh, Championship Monday. Caleb will be <laughs> announcing <laughs> who makes it between Muchachos and Hayoya. And on the other... Man, I'm going to say that a million different ways. And then on the... Uh, on the other side, between Norms and Penelope's. Isles. And Isles. And Isles, yes. Nor- Norms and Penelope's was the E-8. Thank you. Norms already won I'm that matchup. getting confused with this uh, this whole thing. Yes, Isles. I'm sorry, Havelock. Uh, so, yeah, you, we'll... Um, that, that was intense all weekend. You I got ca- bra- I ca- bracketologyitis. I do. Yeah. I yeah. kept checking the matchups, and um, one of them slowly kind of had a gap build. The other one... <laughs> At one point on Friday, man, it was tied. On Saturday, I checked, and one of them was up by five. I checked a little bit later. The other one was up by two, and I was just watching all weekend. It was a back-and-forth affair, and the final result has 12 total votes between it. Wow. Wow, your vote matters. <laughs> your vote matters. So we will uh, we'll do that. Uh, we're going to have Johnny Cadillac in today to uh, check in on his quest to eat it. All 64 of the restaurants. <laughs> I still can't believe that. It's amazing, but uh, we'll uh, we'll hear from him. Uh, it is a Monday, and that means uh, Tim Roos is going to join us. Obviously, a bear, very busy week coming in the Nebraska legislature. They're um, off today. This yeah. is their four-day weekend, but there's going to be some long days and yeah. nights. You always you always know when they get the long days and uh, into the nights. You know it. it nothing says April like uh, watching the footage, uh, either uh, in the NET feed or on news clips. When they're into the evening and it starts to get dark in there because the lighting is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that the, that chamber was not set up to be a TV studio. No. in terms of the uh, in terms of the lighting. Uh, so yeah, we'll have, we'll have a lot on that uh, from from things like uh, potential repeal or uh, a veto override with the governor's uh, veto on rental assistance, uh, the the continued levels going through of the tax cuts debates, and and of course all kinds of other things. Constitutional carry, constitutional carry coming up, yeah. So uh, yeah, we'll have a we'll have a preview of all that. Uh, Tim Haruza, uh, kind of our legislative insider there. Look forward to talking to him at eight ten, and then Dirk Chatlin at eight thirty five. I, I don't know about you guys. I had I had a project this weekend. Okay. Yeah. Um, Which man, thirty seven trips to the. Oh, there were a lot. No joke. I bet I went to three different hardware stores. A grand total of probably eight times this weekend. Eight to ten, maybe ten times total. I bet wow. I went ten times total to three different hardware stores. Um, yeah, my, you, you, we've had uh, we've had oddly oddly planned free weekends, which has not been the norm for our family. Right for a couple of weekends, 
And my wife is a go-getter on those weekends. <laughs> I kind of wake up and I'm like, oh, we're not doing anything today, are we? Right? No? Yes? And uh, like last, last two weekends ago, she was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to paint a bunch of our, uh, our first floor. I'm like, super. Okay. Uh, and, then, and then this week, this week uh, among my jobs was installing a new toilet. Um, <laughs> you probably guess how this went. Yeah, you needed a new uh, wax ring. And- yeah, that, so that came with it. And I thought I was being really smart. I got one of the one-piecers yeah. instead of the two-piecers. You don't have to do the put the tank on. And I was like, I bet that's the hardest part. Well, I'm doing great. I'm like, I think I'm on the home stretch of this thing. No problems, oddly enough. Got it down on the wax ring. Got it leveled out. Got the got the sealant on. All these things. And, and I'm like, this is going to be a snap. I'm going to knock this out in a half hour. I'm going to brag on the radio. <laughs> And then I go to connect the water supply line. And? and well, number one, my tube, the, the existing tube isn't long enough. And so I got to go get another one. Okay, fine. I got to go. Got to go get another one. Ain't that flex? always the case? Did you, did you get a flex one? Yeah, this I got time? a flex. Yeah, that were, the one that was on was flex. I just got a new one. I had to get a little longer one. Uh, then I get down there. And this is a small, this is that, that uh, Caleb, you've been in there. It's a small bathroom in our main area. It's, a, you know, it's, yeah. a, it's uh, I think you've been in there. And then it was super cozy. It's, yeah, it's co- cozy. Well, guess what? In order to get this supply line hooked onto the back of the, <laughs> they put this, they put this supply line entry into the tank on the most inaccessible place. <laughs> like normally it's completely envisioned on the side. It's on the back behind this little skirt thing. And I've got to, I've got to, guys, I've got to lay down. I'm a big dude. I got to lay down on the side of the toilet and try and get this thing, just hand tighten it to get it, to get it started. And it is a disaster. And I'm using some choice words. And I'm just going to have to take that whole wall out. And I, and I, I think I've got it. And I, you turn on the water. I do not have it. It is old faithful coming out of the back of that thing. And I do that about seven times over. And then I finally say, I quit. You could have just let that be a dad moment. Just get the kids down there. Now, here's what you're going to do. My son was at working. So I wanted, I figured, I figured he's okay. He was, yeah, he, he would have been able to do it. He's smaller. He might be able to get in there. But like the chances of getting any kind of a, a crescent wrench or anything on the thing were like, between zero and none, and so I'm like, I was like, if I had just attached this before I put it down, it'd be fine. Like I could have put that on uh-huh. first, but it didn't say to do that in the instructions. It didn't. It didn't do anything. Like, do I take the whole thing up? Sometimes you got to freestyle those directions. Long, long story short, uh, well, long story long. Uh, my my uh, my buddy Jamie, who saves me from all of my inabilities to do these things come up and he had this like i've never seen a tool like this it's like plastic tool that's a plumbing tool that's like a long i don't know it looks i don't even know how to describe it but you can just slide it on the thing and you can hand twist it to get to that to get to that bolt uh, which is a plastic bolt and you can booger them up so much i mean toilets are the worst um and, but he was able he was able to do it and then i'm like now i'm now i'm done but this thing then had the most complex instructions for putting the lid on. Putting the lid on, you guys. And I, in a fit of frustration, after I forgot to do something in the instructions, I'm pulling the, I don't even know how to explain it, but I broke it. <laughs> Did you get mad and just rip it apart? I was, I was trying anything to get this 
this thing out, these little screws that you push in, or I don't even know what they're called, and I had a pliers out, and I broke the plastic, and so now we've got a toilet that works, but we have no lid on on the thing. <laughs> Good, lids and, are overrated. Anyway. And so now I bought one, but the lid is a different color, because I don't have the color, and so I'm going to have to use parts <laughs> from the new one, and so that's not done yet. And on Sunday, my, my my wife was gonna. She wanted to do mulching, and I was like, "Well, I also thought I, we were gonna have a day laying on the couch and watching Husker baseball, uh, but had another project. But mulching, I was like, okay, I can't, I can't screw this up, <laughs> which I didn't. I, I just, Good. I just, as usual, wildly miscalculated the amount of mulch we needed, uh, which meant multiple, multiple runs to the store. By the way, avoid Cotner and O. Got a vehicle, a SUV, into a pole there. It happened about an hour ago, but there's uh, evidently some stuff coming down there. Okay, so heavy police present. Um, and then, uh, and then you showed me this uh, this video. There was a uh, motorcycle. Was this Saturday? It was last night about six. It was last night about about six thirty. So South Eleventh Street between F and G. Um, and there's surveillance footage of this thing. Channel Eight got surveillance footage of it, and basically, what's uh, what's happening is this car's going down Eleventh Street, uh, I believe. If I'm looking at this right, going southbound on Eleventh Street, correct, and decides on it would be on F Street, it, right I between believe. no, but in the middle of the block between F and G. Okay, between F and G. This car decides to do like one of those, uh, like a U-turn. It's a yep. two-way deal, but he's going to make a U-turn in the, he or she, I don't know, is going to make a U-turn in the intersection. So starts turning wide and then curves around, which I assume you're not supposed to do there. But the motorcycle that was behind this this car does not have any idea this is happening. Wasn't Must not have been looking. Well, actually, they said uh, when I talked to you. Uh Sergeant Steve Weiss said, "Motorcycle tried to swerve around, but couldn't uh, well, get boy, around the car. It wasn't breaking. I mean, it wasn't. It looks like it hit it kind of right on the side, right on the driver's side, as the car's making the U-turn and the bot and flips over. Biker, uh, biker goes over the over the top of the car and lands in the street. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so the motorcyclist is in critical but stable, stable. condition. Yes. Okay. Was not wearing a helmet." They do not believe alcohol or drugs were involved. Oh my goodness, but, that is. Uh, Got to watch out for those motorcycles. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. It was kind of a. They have a picture of it. It's one of those dirt bike uh, things. It looks like it looks like a like a motocross type motorcycle. Uh, so anyway, uh, that's the latest on that. Uh, Mark, anything else that we need to uh, hit on here? Well, the special election uh, for first district congressman is going to be uh, June twenty eighth. Which happens to be the same day the judge will be sentencing. Oh, for, really? former congressman. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting timing. So, yeah, uh, I've got audio and the sound off. Do you, do you hear that uh, Trump brought Fortenberry up at his rally in Michigan? No, I didn't. Yeah, I've I got some. That. I've got some audio from uh, from that. So we'll play that during the during the sound off today. One thing I didn't realize is that the candidates, um, the the candidates for that want to be on the special election ballot, they have to get signatures to do that, which I didn't realize. I talked to one of them uh, this week, and so they've got to go out and I think get what was 2,000 signatures to be able to do this. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. For the 
the special election. I thought yes. it was just the parties. That- I, I did too. I, 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 uh, I'm my, by the way, but by good time to do a little cross promotion here. My, uh, my weekly podcast were, were uh, the Jack Mitchell podcast was something I used to do out of my basement, and um, now uh, NRG is going to take it under its wing, and and so I'm going to be weekly putting out the Jack Mitchell podcast. You'll be able to get it at KLI and Apple iTunes. It's just going to be me and me interviewing people I I find to be interesting, um, and and just have kind of a long form conversational discussion. And uh, well, shoot, I guess I'll I'll for the first time here publicly unveil my first uh, couple of guests. Uh, on Thursday, my interview with Brett Lindstrom is going to uh, come out. I talked to him about a variety of things, some politics, but uh, about his football career, about his love for Pearl Jam, uh, about all kinds of all kinds of stuff. And then my other interview is with Jazara Qual, who is running for House, um, the Democrat, UNL student, uh-huh. young guy. I had a chance to meet him when he was covering. Uh, some of the protests in the summer of of 2020, mm-hmm. but he was the one. He was on the. I mean, he just got off a phone call trying to you know go get un- nail down this process to get all these signatures to uh, to do this. So yeah, it was something that that I wasn't aware of. So those are, those are my first. I haven't announced it anywhere else yet, but uh, those are going to be my my first two interviews, and you'll be able to hear those, and maybe you'll hear some clips of them on the radio. But yeah, we're gonna I'm gonna be doing a podcast, and it'll drop every Thursday morning starting. This week, Lindstrom's going to be the uh, Lindstrom's going to be the first one. So nice. Should be uh, should be should be fun. A little additional content if you're interested in that sort of thing. So there you go. Uh, and then Husker baseball. <laughs> Let's go. Welcome yes, back. Exactly. This is the, here's where the bats have been. Evidently, they've been in Columbus, Ohio, the entire year. Well, this is what you are always afraid of, right? Things aren't going well, and then they just get all of it at once. You're exactly right. The (laughs) Husker Sports, yes, it always gets made up in a short period of time instead of spread out, and that was the bats this weekend. You're up 13-5 to in the ninth inning and get a grand slam. A couple of grand slams this weekend. Uh, Yeah, all of them. Everybody was hitting. Yes. Uh, It was was good to see. Hitting, making plays in the field. Um Pitching doing really well, um, not giving up stuff late in the game or the ninth inning. You think, oh, you're just going to give it away. Softball played really well again. Nine straight wins for the softball team. Is that right? Yeah. There you go. Shout out Abby Squire. She is tearing it up. Yes. Um, so yeah, we got we got uh, got a season now. We got Rutgers coming in this weekend while the spring and it's spring game week, and Rutgers is the hottest team in the Big Ten right now. That's right. Which is weird. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we got spring game week. We're gonna have tickets to give away to the spring game this week. We got baseball tickets to give away. Mm-hmm. We got tickets to other stuff to give away. We're gonna have to give away a lot of tickets this week. So that you guys, you guys win. Uh, all right, six. Yeah, you guys forgot them. You just ignore the show sheet, don't you? What's oh, sorry, I don't even have it pulled up. What did I miss? Go ahead. You, you have a second here. Well, it's National Hug a Newsperson Day, and neither one of you paid any attention to it. I'm going back to the newsroom. <laughs> I'll see you in two minutes. <laughs> 624. It's LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Before you hit that drive time, stay alert with Nitro Cold Brew Coffee from Broken Rail Beverage Company. This is 1499.3 KLIN. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. 
Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5hourenergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln. And conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. Yeah, but first talk on how much (laughs) madness affects me here. There will not be a back-to-back champ for the first time in Munch Madness history. We now, whether we've expanded to the, uh, since we've expanded to the 64-team field, we will never be able to say. This is the lowest seed to make such and such round. To make such and such round. I guess maybe unless uh, Norms doesn't win and then another 16 wins, which is seems like it's not going to happen. <laughs> That's all you have, low seed. I mean, this, so here's the crazy thing. And I suppose maybe somewhat vindicating thing, but I I always say I always say about Munch Madness, especially when people are getting too serious about who wins and and who loses and the seating and all these things. It's like it's about it's about helping these places out, discovery of these places, getting people out to these places. And I and I say I've said this in a lot of interviews. We had we had one at ten eleven a couple of weeks ago. Um, I've done a print one, and and I always say there are always restaurants that I learn about because of Munch Madness that I didn't either didn't know of at all or knew very little about. Maybe I uh-huh. I knew the name but had not been to. When I say that, I did not expect, and and that certainly was the case this year, including with Norms. Uh, didn't particularly know about it. I knew it was a gas station. When I say that, I meant like get in the tournament. <laughs> I did not mean win the whole dang thing. But nonetheless, it just uh just goes to uh just goes to show when you uh when you put a little effort behind it, have some fun with it, you can do amazing things. And so uh, but Norms well, hasn't it, won it yet. Yeah, Norms it, hasn't. Hell yeah, hell yeah. That's hell Norms yeah. As, as the 16, and yeah, that that's one that it, it's incredible because for a lot of us, we had not heard of Norms until Selection Friday as somewhere to go eat. Mm-hmm. Um, and then over the course of this past month, we've had so many people text us, send messages that they went and tried out Norms and they loved it. A guy came up to the mother, uh, me at the mother of all garage sales and said that exact thing. He was like, he was like, yeah, it was great. They gave me a, you know, uh, they, they were uh, p- pushing the vote there, which you're supposed to do. Yeah. Um, and then on the other side of it, hell yeah, who's been in this competition before, mm-hmm. um, they're the 10 seed. They've, they, <laughs> they have had the hardest road to get here week in and week out. Um, Back-to-back weeks had to take down number one seeds, had to take down their friends in Muchachos yep. and defending the, the, the defending uh, champion. And But at the same time, hell yeah, like in this competition, has almost been written off before as the one that's like, man, I don't know if we're saying it right, but they're in there. Yeah, right. They're, they're going to lose they in, I bet they've been in three previous iterations of Much Madness. I mean, I think. They've been in uh, th- probably three... 
three or four additional mm-hmm. years and and never had i think you've had some success but not a ton and by the way when uh, we you know if you've been to muchachos and you've seen the nice plaque that we gave them last year with the entire uh-huh. bracket what do we do if a food truck wins well for that matter food truck or a gas station <laughs> Like, do do we get will they hang it on the outside of the food truck like or do we need to modify it for a food truck i don't know i haven't planned on this we'll find space for it we'll find somewhere but uh yes only in uh only in lincoln nebraska do you get a competition between a food truck that serves korean vietnamese fusion street food with a gas station that sells pulled pork and smash burgers in the finale the which, people like what frankly, they like frankly it's great it's fantastic <laughs> it's fantastic i could not i could not be more happy uh with this, this is uh, incredible thing. it's been fun and I you st- start with 64 and you try to figure out who the final two are going to be and then you get here and you're trying to figure out who's going to win it, it, this is just incredible to go through and have the four regions of 16 and the way everything goes week to week and the the upsets by seed and you've got yep. the one seeds go down and uh, this is just so much fun. I, I love much madness. So uh so we'll announce the winner tomorrow. Yep. Okay. We're gonna have Johnny Cadillac in in about a half hour here to uh tell us about his progress at eating all of the sixty four. Um and, and again, big thanks to University of Nebraska Federal Credit Union for being our sponsor this year and uh, making it possible. Uh, we're going to mention more this week. The Miss Congenia, all 64 restaurants uh-huh. very much still alive in taking away a very tangible uh, victory here, winning that uh, marketing package here from KLI and a $2,000 mar- marketing package from KLI. And speaking of getting the word out about your place, <laughs> yeah. but we're going to award that to the uh, restaurant that gets the most donations in their name to the Ride United program from United Way of Lincoln Lancaster County, uh, DoorDash, and, and the Food Bank, which we think is a really cool, innovative program to um, get food to people who are food insecure and who just don't have mobility. And it's not not hard to figure out how that's happening to a lot of people in our community right now. So do you have the, do we have uh, Soulful Casino still up yep. there? I saw we had a little movement in it yep, last Soulful's week. still winning. Uh, Norm's on 48 oh, no. and Penelope's are tied for second. Okay. Wow. Could I mean, I guess Norm's could take them both. <laughs> but I mean, what's the leading, what's Soulful at dollar wise? 292. Okay. So, I mean, right in the next 10 minutes, any anyone supporting any of the restaurants or the restaurants themselves could drop three hundred bucks right now oh, yeah. and get themselves a two thousand uh, be in the clubhouse lead. Right. I think it's gonna go. And we go to Wednesday on this, right? Uh, is it Wednesday? Is it uh, the se- uh, the seventh? I believe it's Thursday. 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 I believe it's Thursday. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> if you're if you're a restaurant wanting to market yourself right now, I mean, you'd be you're it'd a pretty be, good it'd spot. Be a, be a bad business move not to drop 500 bucks on this i would um think. the other thing we do need to mention voting today this is your last chance if you go vote for hell yeah or norms um this is your last chance to be eligible for 50 dollars gift cards uh um, oh yeah to one of the final fork uh participants We're giving those away to random voters so yep yep so so we've got uh we'll announce those four winners tomorrow very good all right, uh, let's jump into the sound off. I told you I had, I had uh, audio of uh, so Trump's in Michigan, uh-huh. okay? Which, which by the way, he's definitely coming to Nebraska in the next few weeks, isn't he? Right. He. Th- we still don't have any confirmation of that, but he definitely is. Probably, I bet it'll be North Platte. We'll see, or somewhere in that part of the state. 
but he's definitely coming here. I would be very surprised if he didn't. And I'm going to guess if that happens, you're going to get more of this, uh, more of this conversation. So he's in Michigan though, and he's talking about. Now let me give you a little context to this clip. He's talking about Mark Zuckerberg and his wife, and they got. And I don't quite totally know the the full backstory here, but evidently they made a sizable donation um, to the clerk of Michigan elections, and the GOP filed a lawsuit about it, and the lawsuit got thrown out of court. So that's what he's talking about in the context here, and he's comparing, of all people, he's comparing and contrasting uh, Mark Zuckerberg to Jeff Fortenberry Mm -hmm. in this clip. Take a listen. In a great state, Nebraska, a congressman is being put in jail over a few dollars that he possibly didn't even know anything about. He's going to jail a few thousand dollars, and yet... This guy gives $417 million to all these states. The money, it's passed around like, uh, like pizza, like pizza at a party. And nothing happens to him. They're putting this congressman, I don't know him well, but he's a congressman, and it was over a very small amount of money. They're going to put him in jail over a number of thousands, like $20,000. And he said he didn't know about it. Now, who knows? Maybe he did, maybe... 20,000. This guy did $417 million among the different states. You got millions. You got. There you go. Not the same thing. (laughs) I'm not. Yeah. This is kind of an apples and oranges compare. I mean, I'm not. I'm not even saying I know that everything was on the up and up with Zuckerberg, but he was the. Anyway. I I do like how. The amount of money snowballed the more he talked about it. Over a few dollars. I don't know, over like a thousand dollars. It would, may have been like twenty thousand dollars. Like the more he said it, the dollar amount kept getting bigger. You could, you could sort of hear the Michigan crowd like wanted to be fired up about that, but they're like, I don't know about this story. <laughs> even, been, even in the crowd, they're, they're like, like, I don't know. I don't that's know. A, like, yeah, you could say Mark Zuckerberg. Like, you could have just said the Facebook guy, and we would have booed, but. Yeah, I don't know if those are the thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, but yeah, no, the great state of Nebraska. The yeah, there we go. Yeah, Got that that's well, nice. we can hang our hat on that. <clears throat> I think he's coming. I think he's, I think he's coming in the next. I mean, three weeks. We should have just had. We had Herbster at the Liba thing that's last year. True. Thursday. Why didn't we? Mark just was ask a, well. Mark was by his table. That would have been his job. I had the when when he was egging him on to buy the pill and pork. I had, <laughs> I had the Muleheisen side of the room. I was not. He was. He had the more you know, uh, bid happy side of the room. I had the cheap seats. <laughs> you had the broadcast house table. <laughs> <laughs> where, where they kept doing like they, they didn't have an actual bid card so they kept flipping like the program and eventually the auctioneer saw it and was like hey that's a bid that's a bid you guys are in <laughs> uh hey uh what else do we have this week oh yeah senate judiciary committee it's scotus nomination talk back again the senate judiciary committee will vote on recommending judge katanji brown jackson to the u.s supreme court today but without any republican support an 11 to 11 tie is likely on the evenly divided committee still jackson does have the votes for final confirmation without a tiebreaker needed and that vote on the senate floor should occur by the end of the week jackson would be the first black woman confirmed to the supreme court but she will not take that position immediately 
Justice Stephen Breyer does not plan to officially retire until the court wraps up its work this term in late June or early July. On Capitol Hill, Jared Halpern, Fox News. All right. I mean, it's a... Uh, it's certainly a major uh, a major story, you know, for the for the country. Whenever there's, but th- the thing about covering this is like this. We know exactly how this is going to go, right? I mean, there's not there's just not much drama in, involved in the whole thing. It's eventually going to get out of the Judiciary Committee. Then it's going to pass. Uh, then uh, she's going to uh, pass the Senate, like fifty one forty nine, I believe. Susan Collins says uh, she's going to be a yes on her. I don't know if there. I don't know if Romney said. Uh, what he's going to do yet, or or like Murkowski or, or the other potential swing votes on this, but whatever, mm-hmm. it'll be fifty one forty nine or fifty two forty eight, and uh, she will she will be on the uh, on the court then. Uh, all right, what else do we have going on? Uh, oh yeah, this is interesting in Congress too. Now we've had uh, medicinal marijuana discussions in the Unicam uh, ballot measures and all sorts of those things, but one of the things that always comes up from the opponents of any level of legalization of uh, medical or recreational marijuana is that the federal government still has it on its list of illegal controlled substances. And and they say, look, you've got to go there to change this before you would do it at the state level. Well, Maybe there's some momentum toward that in the federal government. A mostly party line vote advance the MORE Act in the House, legislation that would remove cannabis from the federal list of scheduled narcotics. For far too long, we have treated marijuana as a criminal justice problem instead of as a matter of personal choice and public health. House Judiciary Committee Chairman Democrat Gerald Nadler says the legislation leaves the question of legalization up to states. Oregon Republican Cliff Bentz says the proposal is misguided. Failure to address the clear consequences of legalization, such as what this drug does to children, to drivers on our highways. Senate Democrats are pledging a vote on that bill later this month. On Capitol Hill, well, Jared Halpern, Fox News. I mean, it's kind of a dumb situation right now, though. What meaning does this even have? Because, right, in, in Nebraska, that has been used as an argument by opponents of expanded legalization of some level of marijuana. But on the other hand, state after state, every time there's an election cycle uh, or or news on legislative activities in various states, you got another state that is okaying it. Many of which have Republican governors, right? It was like Oklahoma. It was not. I mean, states that you would never expect on this thing. So, so practically, what is the what's the import of this? If you're saying, well, it's let lets the states decide. I mean, states are already deciding <laughs> for the most part. It it may. I guess it could be the impetus for the states that have not done it yet to have more momentum to do it but i don't know i just it's it's just a dumb situation mm-hmm. to to you know and and you you can point fingers at why that happened there's there's probably a variety of reasons that it happened but um you, you are where you are on this by the way i i don't know if that uh i don't know if that m- medical marijuana thing is going to make the ballot is it just kind of dying out I don't, I'm just hearing some things that there's there's speculation out there that there isn't maybe enough money behind it oh. this time around, which you had in, last time you went through that whole process, spent all the money to get it, and then there's the decision mm-hmm. to keep it off of the ballot, and you've got to have investors to to get this thing on the ballot, and 
I don't know. I, I think there, I, I had assumed for a long time, this is why you don't assume, I'd assumed it was going to get on the ballot and it was going to pass here in Nebraska. But maybe my focus on whether or not it would pass should have been on whether or not it will even get on the ballot. I don't know. It'll be interesting to hear from, uh, from, from that group to hear if they do still think this is possible. I mean, can you, be out there at the spring game i get well if you see him i guess you'll know if you see him out in full force at the spring game of the snoop dogg concert right (laughs) like seriously those are your two those are your two chances to really um with the with the least amount of of investment get mass numbers of signatures i would think but even if you even if you go and you get the mass numbers of signatures and you're talking about the the money just to get it on the ballot it's a lot of money to then campaign basically exactly for that initiative right. to pass and right at once we get to november and I'll, i'm gonna guess there's gonna be big money opposing it as well because uh, we're seven months from that now, a lot of money can be spent in right. seven months right uh, uh should we do another one here or do we need to go well, we can do one more uh grammys were last night yeah i i, wa- I watched the, no slaps no slap. Lots of references to slaps, but no slaps. Trevor Noah was awesome. He was uh, he was a pretty good host. The Grammy Awards happening last night, just a week after the Oscars, and guests and presenters. Well, they wasted no time poking fun at that slap heard around the world. The night also featured a very somber moment when Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky shared this pre-recorded message: "Our musicians wear body armor instead of tuxedo. They sing to the wounded in hospitals, even to those who can't hear them. But the music will." breakthrough anyway the ukrainian president's words and plea for support receiving a standing ovation host trevor noah opening the show with jokes about inflation and covid vaccines and even so-called canceled entertainers were recognized including comedian louis ck who took comedy album of the year and kanye west who napped two awards all right you also had the moment where uh, right before the in memoriam that trevor noah said this is where we were going to be introducing foo fighters uh and they won a bunch of Grammys at the early part of it. They don't do all the. They only yeah, do a so few of them during the show, but they won, I think, three of them. Yeah. So, so uh, then they they played a, yeah. a, a short piece there for Taylor and yeah. Uh, and then the big the big winner of the night was Jean Baptiste, who yeah. is the the band leader on the Colbert Show. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a live performance that was really good. Oh, uh, it was yeah. very yeah. very good. Yeah, that was good. And, uh, I'm sure your daughter will be happy to know Olivia Rodrigo with a trio of wins. Uh, she was disappointed she didn't win the big ones. She was very disappointed she didn't win the big ones. All right. She won enough. <laughs> uh, all right. We'll take a break. I it's... feel like this isn't the end of her career. No. <laughs> 656. Let's take a break. It's LNK today with Jack and Friends on KLI. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Well, if you missed it, the championship is set for Munch Madness 2022. 
64 have been whittled down to two. And I'll tell you, nobody had this on their bracket. No. Legit. And I don't just mean in the brackets that we filled out, kind of the prediction contest we had at work. I meant in the entirety of the city, of the, the entire region. You know when this you, was you, not- you fill out the, the March Madness brackets on ESPN and it says so many percentage have this championship. So like tonight, Kansas and North Carolina. It's like, mm. I don't know, 30% had this matchup. Right. Zero percent zero, of brackets. Literally zero. Had if hell you wanna, yeah norms. If you want to prove me wrong and bring me your bracket that's somehow like time stamped and signed by uh, a notary public, <laughs> then perhaps I'll believe you. But until I see that, I will not believe you. And that matchup, by the way, you're like, get to it, Jack. Uh, it is hell yeah. Knocked out the defending champs, Muchachos, mm-hmm. and Norms, uh, who knocked out the Isles. Yeah. Norms on 48th, 16th seed. Hell yeah, the 10th seed. Like I said, nobody saw it coming, but that is the fun and the joy of <laughs> Munch Madness. And uh, Johnny Cadillac from Drive Time Lincoln joining us right now. He has uh, been going on a quest to eat at all 64 of his of the Munch Madness restaurants. He is now, according to the sheet I have in front of me, Johnny, you've been through 43 of them yep, 40, right now. 43. 43. It will still get to 64. You'll still get to 64 um, b- b- you know, before the year is over, let's say. Are you giving yourself a deadline here to get to 64? We'll just see how that happens. I, I would like to, and I think it's very possible to get it done, pending a couple events that might be happening in my life in the, over the next couple weeks. I'd still like to get it done at least by the end of April. I think that's pretty doable. Oh, wow. Okay. You're, so you're still moving on this. Yeah, oh, yeah. So you, I, I mean, only have 21 left, oh, Only 21 <laughs> restaurants to go eat at. Uh, all right. So we talked to you. You had been, I think, at 32. So since then, you've been to Penelope's, Paisano's, Super Taco, Laszlo's, Cheesesteak Grill, Isles Pub and Pizza, Cook's Cafe, HF Crave, Big Red Restaurant, Piedmont Bistro, and Rosie's. Were any of those a first time for you, I think a lot of those were a lot of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything, anything uh, stick out in this uh, this last group that you uh, you checked out that you particularly enjoyed or had a, an interesting experience at? I mean, Isles Pub was uh, they've been around forever, and I'd never been there until this uh, tournament. Yeah, and I, I really everyone talked to me about getting the Leaning Tower of Pizza, so mm-hmm. I didn't even have to look at the menu. I said, "Well, if that's what everyone's suggesting, that's what I'm gonna get." And so and I really enjoyed it. I uh, I did pick Isles to make it. I uh, they gave me. I put in my vote right on KLIN's page, and mm-hmm. uh, that was I. I had fifty fifty results on this weekend's polls. Yeah, but you had Isles, uh, but but you also had Hale, yeah, I, yep, I assume correct. Okay, and, and, and so let's talk. Let's talk about the two. Who are facing off? I know you you went to uh, you went to Norms early on in Correct. this thing. Um, for for people who don't know, how does a restaurant and a gas station work exactly? So, and what was your review on it? And oh, on Norms, it was. Uh, <laughs> I, I almost was lost when I walked in because I, I mean the the marquee was up. I, I mentioned before that it was the first thing I looked for when I got there, and and I walked in and I said, okay, where's all the food and. And uh, I said, you know, I, where's the food? I represent right. KLIN. Hey, and they said, hey, where's oh, the we're, food? Oh, we're just, uh, <laughs> we're just sending out these burgers here. We're setting them up here. And I said, oh, okay, right there. That's the food. All right. And I right, yep, the smash burger with the burn-ins in it. That's the Friday sp- deal today. And I said, okay. And then they said, do you want fries? And I didn't see any fries there. And I said, absolutely. And mm-hmm. so then they brought me fries from the back, which yeah. 
shout out to Norm's. They were really good fries. So, so it was good. So they were the quality of the food was deserving. Yeah, to, to I, get them to I, the point that they. Yeah, are? it wasn't just the marquee ward, but that helped immensely. <laughs> Marketing absolutely. But they helps did have good thing. food to back themselves up. So. Okay, um, and uh, you did say you uh, voted for Hayoya. I, I'm gonna, you know, there's probably a decent amount of people who haven't eaten uh, at Hayoya. You, you know, just they've been around for I think almost almost a decade yep. here in Lincoln as a food truck. I think they had a brick and mortar place for a while. Um, I know, you know, it's, it's kind of like Japanese or excuse me, Vietnamese Korean fusion is what they call it. What type of food is it? And what did you get there? Uh, it's, I went during lunchtime cause I, I saw they had some other menu items for dinner. Like I really like sesame chicken and I saw sesame chicken on the menu. I said, Oh, that's what I get. Nope. That's a dinner time menu. Never mind. <laughs> and, uh, but I got a couple of Korean barbecue tacos. Uh, one was like a chicken and one was like a pork, I think. Mm-hmm. And they were both really good. I'm not used to having carrots in my tacos and I'm not a big <laughs> carrot person. So eventually I had to take the carrots out. <laughs> I really enjoyed those tacos. The only thing I've had from Haleya before then where was their crab rangoon so i knew that i had to order some of that when i was there too because yeah. I, I knew it was going to be good i've had it before mm-hmm. and uh it was still good it, okay. that hasn't changed <laughs> all right so uh, what what i want to get your prediction now then who do you who do you think takes it you are 50 50 on the final four okay so i i i'm gonna give you a prediction and who i'm rooting for because it's, i've noticed anytime i come in here I seem to have the Johnny Cadillac curse. I came in here and I said, <laughs> oh, give, no. I said, give me lead bellies in the finals. Yeah, and yeah, then their next poll, they get eliminated. They went out. And then I said, give me the press box against them. They got eliminated <laughs> right afterwards. That's so, right. You did have a, you have been doing magnificently bad in, uh, in calling out winners yeah, now that you so mention it. I'm, I'm going to say it then. You heard, heard it here first on LNK Today with Jack and Friends from Johnny Cadillac himself. I am, I'm casting my vote for Hoya. So Norm's on 48th is going to take it. Okay, so you're 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 voting for what you believe to be the loser. Got it. But I, I'm hoping they you're win. You're hoping they win. I just I but have you a curse reali- here. The reality is that you're the curse, and so sorry to Hayoya for putting the Johnny Cadillac curse on you. Uh, that's uh, that's too bad. I mean, I I hope I'm wrong. I mean, I hope I'm correct, and that you know they they can take it. But I just. I have a curse, and I don't know if I can lift it. Let me ask you a question I didn't think I'd ever ask anyone on the radio, but are you tired of going out to eat? Uh, yes, actually. <laughs> uh, you, you'd be surprised. It's I wanted to have a higher number than 43 going into this pl- in, into here today. And, uh, I, yeah, this, well, I think I came on two weeks ago, and I've only had nine restaurants Sad. since then. It's, ve- it's almost and embarrassing. I just want to, to stay home and make a sandwich. Actually, 11 restaurants. <laughs> I, my math was off. But, yeah, it's... Uh, uh, I I knew, and I came on here, and I said I knew I was going to be spending a lot of money, but I said I eat out too much anyway, and no, like, so a lot of these restaurants were, the prices added up more than I was thinking of expecting them to, and uh, nobody has, very few to nobody, uh, shout out to Chris and Aletha, he tried, but nobody was able to say, let me take you out to lunch. Yeah. So, Somebody like, take him out. To take Johnny Cadillac out. I do still have What's 21 What's the commander doing? He's got to take you out for... Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, what are you doing, commander? You're yeah. ta- taking Johnny out. It's I will... called a show meeting. Come on. Right. I will be here. Probably get, a, probably get a gift card from here somewhere. <laughs> we do have Drive Time Lincoln this afternoon. Yeah. Commander Jack will be back. He was gone on Thursday. We didn't have an episode on Friday. I will... He's... 
I'm getting known for in the studio before we go on Showtime. I'm listening to L and K today from earlier that day, Good, and then he comes great. in. He goes, "Why aren't you listening to Drive Time Lincoln?" I said, "I'm here every day for <laughs> Drive Time Lincoln." I, I know what's I know what's happen. said, and you know, I'm, there's mornings. Believe it or not, I'm not up quite as early as six o'clock, so Sad. I have to get caught up, oh. and uh, and that's what I'm doing in the studio before DTL, and and so sometimes Jack will get on my case. Other times I'm like, "Hey, just to warn you, I'm getting caught up on." On uh, L and K today. Oh, that's fine. And uh, so, I will make sure, make it a point, even though I'm here right now, hearing myself, to just happen to you be just, listening right. to this. Time this stamp at seven nineteen a.m. is when uh, when the comment was. Jack made. Riggins, you are more than welcome to take your producer out to lunch or dinner, yeah. whatever. I approve. Chicken Rich is texting. He said Johnny needs to work it for free food at each place. Wear a KLIN shirt and carry a clipboard. And nobody gave me a KLIN shirt either. So. <laughs> Hey, get get in line. Yeah, <laughs> one step at a time. You know what? I you, you know what? Next year, next year we're going to be prepared for this. If you want to try it again, we'll be prepared. We'll get the GoFundMe set up. We'll get the outfit set up. We so, will. We will have this planned. I did not know you were going to do this, and uh, it's it's. I mean, I know now, but yeah, I didn't know going into it. But we'll see what we can do. I've next year. I've already made a vow through this year that next year the first restaurants I'm going to on my journey are the restaurants that didn't make it into the tournament this year. So okay. whether they're new to the tournament altogether, or they're coming back, whatever, those are going to be the first ones on my mission next year. All right, we'll see. We had about 20, was it, Caleb, was it what, like 20 that went in and out from it, this year It was year about to last a third year? that we flipped About out. a third of them were new from, from the year before. Now, if, if Norms does pull this off, is this the first time in history that, like, that they're winning on their first ever attempt in Munch Madness? That's a good question. I, well, know, for the 64, yes. Yeah. Because before that, you had it based on, like, it was kind of It was by burgers genre. or pizza. Yeah. And so there were definitely some before because they only, were only eligible for one. But now we're in a new era where all of our stats, it's like the post-steroid era of baseball. Basically, <laughs> nothing has an asterisk. Everything is apples and apples. It's like beginning when, last well, year. when basketball expanded in the eighties. Yeah, exactly. Since it expanded to the to the sixty four. I so. just had it in my head this morning when I was listening to the show. I said, "Okay, we have what a ten seed against a sixteen yeah. seed in the finals. What's their seeds going to be next year? Right, Tara, they, they got to go they up. They got to find somebody new to seed these things. The seeding <laughs> is absolute garbage. Well, Johnny, uh, appreciate you filling us in. We'll uh, we'll check back in with you here when uh, maybe in a month or so when you get them all done. All Sounds right. Sounds good. All I'll right. be willing to come in. Seven twenty three. We will take a break. Telling K today with Jack and friends. K L I N. I like the local news because it doesn't get into all these politics. Get today's top news and sports directly to your inbox. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. All right, let's get her started today with number five. Governor Pete Ricketts set the special election date of June 28th to replace former Representative Jeff Fortenberry. 
Murray resigned last week, days after his conviction for lying to federal authorities about an illegal campaign uh, donation. Uh, June 28th is the same day a federal judge is scheduled to sentence Fortenberry. He was convicted March 24th of concealing information and two counts of making false statements to authorities. Each of those counts carries a potential five-year prison sentence and fines. Kind of a yeah un- unusual date to pick. I don't know whether that was just... Uh, Th- that's no, I, a good question. I, I will say that uh, the announcement last Friday, uh, the governor did say that he had done this in conjunction and in consultation with Secretary of State Bob Evnen, of course, who oversees all elections. So it may be that that date just happened to work the best. So, okay, so here's the timeline. Uh, in the next, what, now, like two and a half weeks, the parties... Right say who that will be their nominee on the special election ballot then but then in bet- before that happens there's a primary for a variety of things including that house seat okay yes and then a month and a half after that special. you have the special election which may which you assume are going to be the primary winners but may not be that's correct i mean technically you could have a primary winner that is not a, that does not appear on the special election ballot now, or vice versa. You're right, ex- exactly. And then there will be a general between the primary winners, regardless of who wins the special election. Correct. And potentially one of the people on the general could already be in Washington D.C. in Congress. In right. fact, that's pretty likely. I don't think you actually call that a re-election, but it would be of sorts. It is a, uh, like I said, we're voting on this race like 800 times. You're going to be tired of voting on this race by the time that it's over. Just make sure you you do vote, though. It's very important. Do vote. Each and every time. Each of the, vote every single day. Well, (laughs) most of the days. (laughs) Every day. The pretend it's much madness, but for Congress. And then I played this on the sound off, but I'll I'll play it again. Trump was talking about Fortenberry in Michigan. Uh, he had a rally in Michigan and was talking about Mark Zuckerberg and a donation Zuckerberg had made to the like the clerk of elections in Michigan. And there's a lawsuit about that that got thrown out. Anyway, well, there, so, there were Zuckerbucks paid to Lancaster County. Okay, well, there were so, but he, there was a lot. He was bringing it up in the context of Michigan. Okay, and he brings up Fortenberry, and I don't think the Michigan crowd knew what quite to do with this, as you can kind of hear in the background on this. But uh, here's what Trump said on Fortenberry: In a great state, Nebraska, a congressman is being put in jail over a few dollars that he possibly didn't even know anything about. He's going to jail a few thousand dollars, and yet. This guy gives $417 million to all these states. The money, it's passed around like uh, like pizza, like pizza at a party. And nothing happens to him. They're putting this congressman, I don't know him well, but he's a congressman, and it was over a very small amount of money. They're going to put him in jail over a number of thousands, like $20,000. 30. And he said he didn't know about it. Now, who knows? Maybe he did, maybe... 20,000. This guy did $417 million among the different states. You got millions. Oh. You got. But he wasn't using it as a conduit from a foreign donor, is like the big key difference in the comparison. But nonetheless, <laughs> they are making comparisons in some areas to Hunter Biden, though. Oh, and, boy. And the foreign money that's come into the Biden family. Uh. So. 
We'll see. Although Hunter Biden has never been elected to anything, his father has. And if there's a connection, is that going to be uh, right. looked at? By the way, Trump already says Fortenberry is going to jail. Well, yeah, I was a little surprised at that. I didn't think he was on. <laughs> he, he hasn't been sentenced yet. Maybe, maybe he and the judge know each other. Uh, the judge is a Trump nominee, by the way. Yeah. Which we, everybody was talking about this. The, you know, the trial was skewed uh, not from this, this was a trump nominee so anyway what else do we have going on number four big weekend for big red baseball nebraska went up to columbus ohio on a three-game losing streak came out with a sweep ohio state 5-3 10-5 and 17-5 everything kind of came together finally that's what Ooh. we wanted to see you had this the year. bats going really well you had i think yesterday if i heard it right it was 13 runs were scored with two outs for Nebraska yesterday. Which is the opposite of what's happened the entire year. Yes, it would the always clutch be. clutch hits have it, not been there. You would get runners in scoring position, but it would be, even if there was one out, things just didn't go well. You would go, oh, well, the last two outs are going to come here pretty quick. Yeah. And they, they, they had over the course of this year. Um, still below 500, but you're coming back to Nebraska. You're 1-1 one one against Omaha before you go up there on Wednesday. And then you're back at home this weekend against a pretty hot Rutgers team, but you are at home. Bring some of that momentum here. Hey, you can take you win this series and you very easily be in first place in the Big Ten. Yeah, uh, if you get two out of three or three out of well, three against Rutgers. We, we talk about how many issues there have been over the course of the season. You're four and two in the conference right now. Right. I mean, this is this is basically what you've got to focus on now. You. You win the conference, win the conference tournament. Uh, you put yourself in the best position possible, still, and mm-hmm. all your all your goals are still intact. That's kind of what they have to do. Turn the page. The beginning of the year did not go like you wanted it to, or like anyone I think right. expected that it would be. But you can make a lot of hay by by doing very well in the conference at this point, and that's going to that's going to ail or that'll heal a lot of what ails you from the beginning of the year. And and in baseball, it works a little bit differently than. When you get to football and, and basketball and volleyball, when you get to the conference season, it's like, okay, now we're to conference games. Right. For baseball, you've got your midweek non-conference, like Omaha this week, Kansas State coming up, BYU, Creighton. You've got these non-conference games that can still bolster that for yeah. you, um, especially if those teams go start doing something special. If Creighton really runs through the Big East, no, that's not a Southern Conference, but that's a league that, that you can point to and say, well, we did better than them. Yeah. Same with Omaha. Same with Kansas State, who is in the Big 12. Right, right. Uh, Rutgers first tied with Illinois right now at 5-1 and one in the conference. Not the two teams you expected <laughs> to see at the top of the conference. I mean, Rutgers has had a good record overall. Illinois is kind of an odd one. And then I guess people probably seen about that in Nebraska. Maryland, uh, uh, the rest of the, most of the rest of the teams have only played three or four games right. because of cancellations well, in, in, and, and a single series. So. You, you swept Ohio State, but they've only played four games because yeah. they played one game and had their other two canceled. Yep. All right, hey, so hey, but, uh, big what, series. Any, yes. Any news on uh, alcohol at uh, baseball games yet? Uh, I feel like that's uh, just gone completely to the back burner. But there is a board of regents meeting. Uh, may, maybe that'll get uh, get added. I didn't see it see. on the agenda the last time I looked. But boy, it'd be nice. If we could have a really nice day on Saturday because you've got the spring game. Husker baseball game doubleheader. Yeah. That, I mean, Haymarket Park, you get a nice day, and Haymarket Park will be, I mean, capacity probably. Oh, yeah. Uh, with people coming from the spring game right after that. with a big series against Rutgers. So, Friday looks chilly. Ugh. 
Sunday looks good. Sunday at 76 right now. We just got to get one through one more week. And then, guys, <laughs> then, then it it's yep. going to really be nice, yep. I, think, I think. Number three. Researchers from the University of Minnesota, Minnesota, hats off to the. Uh, they're looking for a connection between pan, the pandemic, uh, COVID nineteen, and wildlife. Trying to figure out how prevalent it is, and if it could spread from animals to humans. The virus has been confirmed in wildlife in twenty four states. Uh, recently, an early Canadian study showed someone in Ontario likely contracted a highly mutated strain from a deer. Jeez. Oh, uh, scientists have found the coronavirus in a third of deer sampled in Iowa between September of 2020 and January of last year. Others have found COVID-19 antibodies in a third of deer tested in Illinois, Michigan, New York, and Pennsylvania. Uh, generally, infected deer don't have any symptoms, but... Uh, about all the testing has been done. It hasn't been done on a lot of other wildlife. Oh, so. God. Mark, is this going to be a thing now? Are we going to have to... Am I going to have to mask up when I'm going and hanging around deer? Probably. Oh. Probably double mask. <laughs> I like to, you know, I like to roam around with the deer, and now I'm going to have to get my, my mask back out of the console of my car for this thing. Please don't let this be a thing. You know, Please. Where, where the deer and the antelope play, you must Please. be masked. I guess the whole question is, I mean, uh, 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 here's the thing, though. Is it more likely, I know you don't necessarily know the answer, this is more rhetorical, but is it more likely to mutate in animals than in humans? Because humans have had a ton of it, too. Like, is that is that any higher of a risk? Is there more of a risk of it getting into the animal, it changing, getting worse, and then going back out of the animal into the human population? Uh, it's, I mean, it's a rhetorical question. Yeah, you know, it, these viruses can mutate in a, many, many different ways and many different species. But but all I'm saying is, is it any different of a risk for animals? Humans, at, I mean, it, it was everywhere a few months, a couple of months, just a couple of months ago. Um, and so is it, and we haven't so far, again, knock on wood, come out with another terrible variant that's sweeping everywhere is there any reason to think that's more likely when animals are are catching it i i I don't know i I have no idea no all right i'm not hanging it man between that and the bird flu and it's like the animals are the ones also known as avian influenza thank you just uh no i don't have any urban chickens so backyard flocks are a problem though i know that's what i've heard I buy my eggs from the store. Get your flock out of here. <laughs> Number two. You probably noticed higher prices at the grocery store. Experts saying this could be the highest costs have ever gotten. Oh, uh, Food and Agriculture Policy Research Institute at the University of Missouri says 2022's cost of food prices will be higher by 5% at least compared to last year. That'd be the biggest increase in 14 years. So which ones are especially affected? Well, meats, fats, yep. and oils, fresh fruits. Um, you know, let's just face it. Everything's going up. Ch- chicken is killing me. And I'm not talking about the avian flu. Now, maybe I should have my own backyard flock, Mark. If you want flu in your backyard. My goodness. How, what does the guy got? I mean, I bought last night, okay, the little uh, the little pre-wrap package of, of chicken breast. We go through a ton of, of chicken breast at our house. And it was, I don't remember what it weighed, but they used to, I used to get that for, depending on what it weighed, like four to six dollars ish. That's what, 10? Yeah. 10. And this is the, this is the cheaper brand. The expensive premium designer brand. I don't, I mean, it's like buying a, 
New York Strip. <laughs> no, buying a New York Strip is about double that. <laughs> I'm telling you. That's and the- by the way, there is no such thing as a New York Strip. It's a Kansas City Strip. Okay. Let's just- Sorry. I feel like Herbster's going to bust in here at some point. <laughs> I've got his card right here in my pocket. Tell me I said something wrong. Yeah, I don't know. It's a, I don't know if you guys noticed anything else. That has been the one thing for me is is chicken, uh, bacon, mostly meat, meat stuff, ground beef. Those just are the a, ones that I noticed the most. Just about everything across the board. Because there's a lot of what we'll do is we'll put in an, uh, an order for us to pick up. We've noticed we can order the same thing two weeks in a row. That price the second week is higher. <laughs> yeah. Now, it's it's not just the pandemic, and it's not just the supply chain issues. We could This could get uh, noticeably worse due to the war in Ukraine. Ukraine is a huge agricultural country. So this is not going to get any better uh, anytime soon. Uh, my daughter likes these grapes. Have you ever heard of these cotton candy grapes? Yes. Which is good. I want to encourage her to eat fruit, and she thinks she's eating, you know, uh, candy or thinks it tastes like, and she knows her grapes. But, man, I'll tell you what. Those things, too. I don't know if they're where they're coming from or what's impact. They might just be expensive anyway, but. But uh, the avocados are back, at least. Yes. Point. Avocados used to be the one thing that was ridiculously yes. expensive at the grocery store. It's almost but. just as cheap to uh, go to Whole Foods and Trader Joe's now. <laughs> Whereas that was always like, oh, we're going to splurge a little bit. Check well, these places yeah. out. Yeah, well, there's some things that, at the latter that you're definitely going get, <laughs> to get cheaper deals on. All right, moving on. Let's finish up. Number one. While many people give up the basics for Lent, one man does something out of the ordinary, besides me. Mine's out of the ordinary, but... Cincinnati man Del Hall gives up food for an all-beer diet. He's done this for four years. It's a way to get back into a healthy mindset to look at food in a healthy way, he said. Quote, I decided I'm going to turn this into a beer diet to show people that you can use beer in a healthy way and not vilify it as this evil alcohol. End quote. Close to finishing a diet, he's lost 25 pounds. And is losing and is uh, raising money for a local charity. So he, I, we talked about this when he did it. Were you? Do you guys remember talking about this before? We've done it like every year. Yeah, okay, probably we do. He two, two years ago he lost fifty pounds doing this, um, and so he doesn't eat anything at all. Calories come from beer, but not like a hundred beers. Basically, I think he basically has a a beer for every meal. <laughs> I I I can't, I can't imagine. I, can't, I do not I can't want to imagine. be that man's toilet. <laughs> yeah, um, and not just beers, but anyone he, who's ever transitioned to an all liquid diet that right. messes you up. Yeah, he says it's uh, not like I'm drinking constantly. I have three to five beers a day. If you eat your standard diet, it gets boring. You don't eat the same thing every day, so I'm definitely not going to drink the same thing every day. Said he consulted his doctor. Before you did it, she said, you're an idiot if you do this, but she knows how strong-willed I am. Once she knew I was determined to see this through, she recommended I take multivitamins, stay hydrated. She told me not to do anything stupid. He said also, the previous times he's done this, his blood pressure and cholesterol have improved. Yeah, I, I can see it. If you can limit yourself to one per meal? Three to five a day. Yeah. You'd be so... He hasn't put any food in his body during that time? I would... I don't know. Oh, man. Like, I want to try this for a day and see how hard it is. 
Well, time for breakfast. <laughs> I wonder whether he switches to light beer for, for dinner. I don't know. I don't know. All right, it's 7.54. We will take a break. They're all just Guinness. Oh, got to get my bread. (laughs) I like to be able to chew my beer. 7.54 (laughs) on KLIN. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Some places take you away. Some bring you together. Marathon does both. Marathon is Florida's family key with something for everyone. You'll find museums and wildlife refuges, wide open beaches, miles of warm, clear water, and the historic Seven Mile Bridge. For more about Marathon and the latest safety protocols, visit flakeys.com slash marathon. You're Welcome back, 809. Ellen K. Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Uh, joining us right now is a uh, friend of the show and celebrity MC for the uh, Lincoln Independent Business Association's uh, annual auction and fundraiser. How are we defining celebrity? I mean, you were up, you were up on the stage. You were the one with the mic in your hand. It's a big deal. Big deal. Yeah, yeah. Been doing that for a couple of years. Yeah. We've got all four uh, of the invite- spotters here too. It's true. It's true. It's true. That's for KLIN time I've been came there for a while. through. Staff that first thing. time I had been there a while, and I got front row seat to uh, uh, gubernatorial candidates bidding on their opponents' <laughs> hogs. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there's a a one candidate bought the other one. <laughs> a different way to word that. <laughs> That's literally what happened. That was a show. Candidates were bidding on the other candidates' hog. Half the hog, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Uh, uh, it did. It did. Good how's morning. It going? Uh, good. I have a. I have a. All of my toilets in my home are functioning oh, right now. So, well, mine's fun- should I start with that? <laughs> Mine is functioning. It just does not have a lid uh, until the lid arrives. The secondary lid that I have to get apart from to put on the first lid. Um, but it, you know, flush is fine now. No, you know, I don't no know what kind of feedback you get from it, but your Twitter threads on home improvement stuff are gold. I mean, it is unbelievable. I've never, I've never watched one that hasn't been fantastic. It is unbelievable because, one. like, my dad and my grandfather were. I mean, they worked a ton of construction. They built houses in the city all over the place. My son is pretty handy. My 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 father in law is a, a maintenance man. I mean, I don't have his blood, but he's a like a maintenance man. He can do anything. I am like the only person in a long line on two sides of families who, and, and it's not just a little bit bad, Tim. It's like I'm missing a major part of my brain when it comes to doing. <laughs> When it comes to doing projects, like handyman or handywoman type stuff. What's also absolutely incredible is that even when you get it right, it feels like luck just cuts across. The snowblower incident is still one of my favorite things ever. (laughs) It was just still, yeah. I digress. Let's not, I already felt, I mean, ask, you should ask my wife and and my son. I am Saturday night. I am just screaming, (laughs) just losing my mind. And I said, I'm never, I'm not doing these again. We're not, I, I can't, it's not, Look, I'm not trying to get out of work, but we're not helping our family. 
<laughs> we're not helping our pocketbook. We're not helping anything uh, by continuing the ruse that I am able to do these things. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, there are uh, there are costs in many ways. Not only not only emotionally and mentally, but monetarily as well. Time, time, time. time. Uh, there, are, I have better things. There are things I can do well. I should be doing those. Uh, you ready for this uh, home stretch? The legislature. Oh man, is there enough time? Is there enough time, enough Jack? Time That's to, the question. Enough time to get that tax bill through. Enough time to uh, try a veto override on the governor. Enough time to I don't know what else is what else is four going days on. this week, three days next week, one the week after, and it's over. Uh, I I just man, I looked last week. There was some you know, looking at stuff. I think. We keep track in our office of the number of filibusters, and I don't have the number after like Wednesday of last week, but there were like 14 full-on filibusters on a total of like 11 bills. So that's 14 debates that go all the way to a cloture vote, whether it's up or down, um, on 11 bills. So that's three of those that have gone through a second round <laughs> of a clo- of a, to a cloture vote. Um, we're going to have more this week. Uh, I mean, we're going to kick things off tomorrow with more of them. We're going to throw out epic consumption tax uh, discussion, the constitutional amendment tomorrow, which will be a you know a, probably a battle. Last year it, it failed to advance. They actually didn't filibuster that, but um, you know the more it comes back, the more you got to keep keep discussing. So here's the deal, man. There are eight days left, and you also run up against some procedural deadlines for like how you get. Bills, bills that are advanced can go from general to select in a day, but then they have to have a layover day between select and final. They can't pass uh, as part of the unicameral structure. So right? have we have three rounds of debate. Four days, then, right? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I mean, we just dealt with the with the special session. It's like a total from start to finish. It's like a, the minimum you can do it is like six or seven days. I don't, I don't remember what the calculation mm-hmm. is in ter- in terms of doing that, but because you also have to have time for the legislative staff to do their work right on on the bills so the bill has to get advanced and then there's a whole review process so there's no typos or like and they'll catch them every once in a while there's one last week on an amendment they had to bring it back from final and then move it forward because they transposed some numbers it was supposed to be like 354 and it was 345 that's substantive so you can't just fix it (laughs) you know you got to bring it back and yeah Yeah. so there's some of that technical stuff um it's going to be a long slog for the next couple of weeks it's already been i mean they've gone three nights they're there three nights a week um until you know eight or nine p.m ten o'clock a couple of times they don't take a lunch break they don't take a dinner break jack they just they're debating from at least one in the afternoon till eight p.m uh, seven or eight hours of of debate. By the way, the lighting the, the lighting in that chamber was not created for nighttime television. Uh, just <laughs> so you know, I'm, if you're following it, uh, there's on, no on overhead any... lighting at all, right? Yeah. In that place. So I mean, hair and makeup looks great. Don't get me wrong, but I just feel like we could, you know, we've done so many upgrades at the Capitol. Got those nice fountains in there now. Maybe it, some nice. Can we get a ring light at every like desk? Like a ring light. Yeah, that's a good idea. A nice ring light. Like those are cheap. <laughs> hey, influencers and podcasters are getting those. I got for one a in my basement. A, a dime yep. a dozen on Amazon. All right. If you haven't been, if you haven't ever been in the Capitol at night, like go down there. 
if you can't, if you can make it happen, one of these nights this week, they're going to be there till you know eight, nine, ten at night after the sun goes. Go hang out. It's like Hogwarts, man. Like you want a picture? It's like this old underlit giant cavernous building. You go into that rotunda and like there's some lights on the side and there's some lights down the halls that are hanging. But like the big rotunda, there's a chandelier up there. It is, it is cool. So like Cruz is walking around going three points for Gryffindor. <laughs> the thing, the thing I that don't you get see that. when you watch the nighttime debate, right? And it's it's kind of this cool like dark go hang out there for a little bit it's also just it's a different atmosphere that sounds awesome um, they're all they're all exhausted it? they're tired it does it well, like, I, I grew awesome. up with, with it also my... cools down <laughs> it gets hot in that building well i grew up with my parents as teachers so there was a lot of time i was at a school while it was like after hours and dark it's just a different feeling also, guaranteed, 100% of schools in this country are scary after dark. Yeah. <laughs> like, with the lights off, and you got to go try it, like your dad's trying to go hit the alarm. Well, I did the same thing. My dad was a pastor in churches all the time. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, but apparently the Capitol is a pretty cool place. Well, I guess. All right. Um, can, okay. Can you? So anyway, I mean, just just to recap though, tax is, is everybody's talking like this tax thing is done. Like the income. Uh, I mean, is it, I mean, I know. It, why are why does it seem like the talk is? I understand it just got through first round, but is it just the expectation now that it's it's going to sail? So him? it kind of depends on who you ask, and I it, I think it's I I don't know that it's done right. A first round vote is not a second round right. vote is not a final round vote. Um, there were plenty of votes on first round this last time, and I think part of that is there's a select number of. What I, Democratic legislators, right, that had been holdouts on that first time. It was voted up, went to cloture, voted, and it failed, right? With a whole bunch of people not voting, it failed to get to 33 votes. Uh, there's there's a handful, maybe a couple of those senators who, who believe that <clears throat> proponents of the income tax cuts started to sort of threaten ARPA. Right. And started to sort of threaten that, mm. hey, we got a billion dollars in federal money. Sure be something, you know, sure would hate to see that not get spent uh, because there's no requirement that that bill pass. Right. Right. None. If that bill doesn't pass, that money just sits. Goes we don't to next spend year, it. And, maybe, and yeah. I mean, you know, we're, it carries over to next year. It could be appropriated then or it could just sit. Right. Worst case scenario, four years from now, we just give the money back to whoever's president at that time or whenever that deadline comes around. Right. It goes back to the Fed. So there's at least some of the body who are like, man, you know, that would really be too bad if we didn't do that. Well, that package, if you've looked at it, it spends a lot of money on some good things, right? There's everything from, you know, child welfare provider rates to um, big projects that haven't been done or haven't had had mm-hmm. funding for. So um, there, there's an interest in making sure that that goes across the line. And I think at least some senators are like, you know what? I don't want to flirt with that dying over this. So let's advance it. Let's keep the conversations going and let's see. Again, okay. I'm not sure it's necessarily done. I, d- I don't know. There's a lot of people who voted for it, but you know, once they get 33, there's no harm in so, voting for a popular tax cut. So, right? so a vote number. I mean, the vote number can be very deceiving, is what you're telling me. You got to watch it closely. I mean, at the end of the day, if the thing passes with 44 votes or whatever, like it had, or 45 votes, then yeah, that's the vote. But a first round vote on yeah. cloture, no. I was. Just, it's just a interesting. First, first it, round advancement. There's there's three rounds for a reason. It's hard for senators to change their mind or change their position. 
Um, but I think in, right. I mean, with big, big bills like this, it's, yeah. it's not impressive. I don't just feel like I've read a lot of pieces acting like it's a done deal. And, and, and so I guess we'll, we'll see on that. Uh, by the way, speaking of, of letting the feds keep their money, uh, any, any chance the uh, legislature has votes to override the veto of Governor Ricketts? Um, oh, goodness. Um, there's no way, right? They were, I mean, they were, they had what, they, 26 it or was, 27. Yeah, it uh, was, they, ba- they, they barely bunch of people got it passed. abstained. So it takes 25 votes to pass it. There was no no desire to filibuster the thing. Um, that's where they got into the emergency clause de- issue. I don't. I don't think they've got the votes to override a veto. Um, I think that's a when the governor is so strong on this, and when um, a number of the you know conservative folks are, it seems it seems really unlikely that they're going to yeah. override the veto on something like this. But it is. I mean, it is. You know, 100. Well, not 120 anymore because I think they missed the deadline on the the 31st, but 60 some 56, 60 million dollars in, um, in money. That's well, apparently the rest of it might be going to Omaha and Lincoln anyway, right. Mm-hmm. Rather than to the outstate stuff. So, um, it's kind of an interesting showdown. It's kind of a strange one in my mind. I still am not sure how we got to where we're at on that, but, um, it, it is there. I don't think they'll override a veto. Yeah, I, I think they'll it. spend an hour or two at most debating it. Um, I think it'll come up for a vote and I think it'll get the, about the same amount of votes. Uh, okay. And then this question, my assumption about the process for this congressional seat is as follows. Tell me where I maybe shouldn't assume these things. Things. I assume that there will be an announcement from the parties coming up in the next couple of weeks that will announce that uh, that they're nominating Flood and Patty Pansing Brooks. Then you'll go to the primary uh, and presumably, I mean, we'll see, but presumably those those two would likely be the, the winners in the primary if that if that happens. And then you go to the special election and there's those two and maybe like a libertarian candidate on there, too. Uh, and you go forward. Is my assumption potentially not wrong. I like, I feel like no matter who this process seems like, I feel like I learned something new about it every day. <laughs> well, it's, it hasn't been, when was it done last? It hasn't been done. Yeah. Um, I, that's, that's what I think is going to happen. Um, I will tell you, we were talking about this off air, an interesting email from the Lancaster County Republican party that went out last night. I think that kind of highlighted the section of statute that says you could have a full on convention for the nominees, which I thought, like everybody I've talked to says the you know the executive committee of the of the of the party the state party right state the executive party, committee of the, the state party is yeah. going to nominate um I was I was kind of surprised that the county party in Lancaster County highlighted that portion of the statute right so the statute before that says the executive committee Appoints. This is if the executive committee does not point a convention can happen, and the convention part is what was highlighted in it. So I don't, I don't know. There's, I mean, I may be reading into it a lot too much, a little too much, maybe a lot. Well, why too would much. you highlight that if you um, want? You want to remind people that that's one of the options. So maybe there is a, maybe there is going to be a little bit of some some gamesmanship or some drama over whether we can get somebody else in there. But you know what? Here's the deal. We've talked about it before to you. Mike flood is, is the guy he's going to be the guy on the Republican side. And yeah, I know the Democrats have more than one candidate who will be on the ballot in November, but um, Patty is the most likely person, Senator Pansing Brooks and Senator flood. I mean, they're, they're both the, the more well known, I think, of the crew, um, of the, of the candidates that are out there. And I expect the parties to nominate them. Um, and that'll be what's on your ballot. We'll get to vote three times, I guess. So it's a long way of saying basically I'm right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, 
it's the way it's gonna it's the way it's gonna play out. Yeah. The central committee's gonna or the state yeah, the state committee, right. executive committee is gonna yeah. play. You think Trump comes here in April? Definitely. definitely. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I mean, mean, I don't mean here. I mean the state. He'll probably go to North Platte or I, something. I mean, Charles W. Herster's campaign is I actually, you know, the Trump billboards are up. The Trump um, Christy Nome billboards are up. There's one in Omaha. There's one now on Highway 2. Christy Nome billboard. Yeah, it's, it's Trump and Christy Nome standing, standing next to each other, and it says, you know, something. I can't remember what it is. They, they. Do people care what Christy Nome thinks? <laughs> it's her. It's I those mean, I, two, and then it's Charles W. I mean, I get, I mean, I get. I'm not saying it impacts me, but I get why you. You also, Trump you've also got the, the yard signs are, you know, Charles W. Herbster, Trump endorsed. Yeah, um, I saw that. So I, if, if Donald Trump doesn't make it for something here, I'd be very disappointed. Uh, I fully expect it. I think the guy will show up. I think we'll have him come to some sort of rally or campaign event. Um, and it, if the campaign can get him to come, that is earned media for hey, days. Hey, Herbster campaign, <laughs> hook me up with an interview. Let's go. Mark has his card. You say, make a condition. Trump comes to Nebraska, does an hour on LNK today with Jack on Jack and Friends, whatever my show's name is. I'm new here. All right. Thank you, Tim. Have a fun week. Yeah. Right. You know what? Maybe that's your first guest for the podcast. That's good. That's good. No, I already have my first guest. Although I, He already announced the first two this morning. I even, oh, I even I said it. it on the air. I Sorry, it. you'll have to wonder. All right. It's 825. It's LNK today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Get today's top news and sports directly to your inbox. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. He's a five-time Nebraska Sports Writer of the Year. He asks the tough questions. But most importantly, he occasionally retweets Jack Mitchell. It's the Omaha World Herald's Dirk Chatelain. Yes, and he does join us on this uh, spring game week. We'll get to we'll get to a little bit of that. But, um, the, the, I mean, let's be honest. The sports event of the weekend was in the NCAA tournament, in the, uh, in the men's Final Four. With uh, North Carolina getting scoreboard again on Duke and Mike Krzyzewski and sending him in into retirement. And uh, we welcome Dirk Chatlin from the Omaha World Herald joining us right now. Good morning, Dirk. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Jack. I've got a lot of uh, Duke fans in my life, and uh, I just don't know how it, how their bragging rights are ever going to be the uh, same. Uh, I, 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 like, this is the, like, this is the most... I think I said something during after the game is like I can't imagine how terrible I would be if I had this kind of a scenario with Nebraska and any one of their their rivals to to do this 
to put them to ruin their last home game for Mike Krzyzewski and then end their season in the NCAA tournament for a berth in the national championship. It's got to be the best feeling in the world for a fan base right now. Yeah. I can't yeah, imagine no. I can't imagine anything like I can't you can win the national title but that feels like gravy now. Well, so so naturally I've I've mentally tried to localize this uh bizarre scenario and uh you know you you gravitate toward like um you know Tom Osborne having to having to play Oklahoma twice, you know, at the end of a season, uh, sort of similar to 1978, but losing both times and then, you know, walking away from the sport. Um, and, and, and even that doesn't quite, no. doesn't quite do it justice because there's not a national championship stake. And, uh, it's just gotta be agony for Duke. Uh, and all you Duke fans listening out there, I, I really don't know how you got out of bed this morning. Uh, <laughs> but frankly, uh, I, I don't know how you carry yourself anyway, generally. But look, you probably have the Lakers and the Yankees and Notre Dame football to cheer for later this year. So, And, and now you wake up and you're like, wait, my head coach is John Shire? For the first uh, for the first time in 40 years, uh, it's not Mike Krzyzewski, it's John uh, Shire? I mean, Jack, Jack, I was born in the summer of 1981. Okay, uh-huh. Coach K took the job at Duke in the fall of 1980. I have never known a Duke coach that wasn't Mike Krzyzewski, and, and neither has college basketball. It's, so. it's never happened when you were alive, even. Yeah, this holy is, cow! This is a this is a big deal, and and I realize, uh, you know, it's Duke won't go away forever. But but man, that's uh, that was a momentous a momentous basketball game on Saturday it's, night. And and there's just something about the fact that they set it up the last home game. You know, he announced it before the year, the last home game. They have all the players, the ex-players behind him in that last regular season. They they set it up and then it looked like they got a second chance to make up for that and they like they never got that moment. It's just, I mean, yeah. they never had that moment that they expected, which let is me, just me... it's got to burn. Let me. Throw, it doesn't. It's got to make you feel good as a Nebraska fan to know that someone else is in agony, right? Yeah, uh, but, yeah, it does. Yes, but, always. But, but but I do wonder: had he not announced it publicly a year ago, uh, and this happened, is this the type of circumstance that would that would prompt a man who's seventy five years old to come back <laughs> because he couldn't go out that way? Brady he, did it. Brady did it. <laughs> he's locked himself in the box. You know, because he said a year ago that he was going to retire and set him up for this big celebration tour. And uh, it's obviously what he wanted and what everybody else wanted. But man, the way it played out over the last month, I wonder if he could have it back if he would come back. Or, you know, or there's some people who say Brady's looking for a new team. You know, maybe uh, maybe Coach K pops up in the Big Ten somehow. That'd be something. Oh, my gosh. Be- I mean,. <laughs> If you're Trev Alvarez, it's worth a phone call. It's worth a phone call. Right? No, no offense, Fred, but I mean, everyone in the nation would be making that call. If you're doing your actually, due diligence, actually, uh, you know, now that uh, Doc Pete, no, well, now that Doc left, he, they got that open spot. Oh, I think right on the cup. Bring him in as an assistant. <laughs> oh my gosh, I would, I would love it. I mean, you would have to be. There has to be a, a outstanding practical joke there if you're Coach K's agent, you know, like uh, right. Coach, uh, we just got a phone call from the athletic director at Illinois State. Uh, would you be interested? I am always here for Illinois. I'm always here for some Redbird slander. Yes. 
<laughs> that is, you are, okay. I was the niche audience you needed in that one. Yeah, sir. you were. The, the only SIU Edwardsville grad listening to the show right now. Uh, oh, by the way, there's, uh, uh, Dirk, you agree with me? Uh, there's no way Kansas isn't winning tonight, right? Like, uh, this is, this is done. This isn't going to be close. It's not even going to be that entertaining. Kansas national well, champs. Put it up, put it down. Put it on your bracket in pen. You know, you might have noticed over the years that Kansas, uh, is, is, is slightly unreliable in big games. But, uh, but, but I think this has got to be the, like, the biggest, uh, if there's a letdown for a national championship game, uh, <laughs> yes. I mean, th- this is the scenario, right? Like, North Carolina, how do you beat Duke in that setting and then come back and play again t- 48 hours later? Uh, I think that more than the reason, you know, more than the strength of the teams or anything of that, anything of that nature, uh, I think the reason that Kansas is a big favorite tonight is just because, you know, what Carolina played on Saturday night. So yeah. uh, I don't entirely trust Kansas Jack that they, they've, they've had some stinkers this year, yeah. you know, uh, and they, they're not like uber talented. I mean, this isn't like 2008 Kansas. So uh, if Carolina can hang in in the first, you know, 15 minutes, uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's Give me Kansas and I'll, I'll give the points too. it's 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 you can't and by the way that north carolina i can't imagine what's going on in his ankle now but uh and i can't think of his name but the the carolina guy he comes down on the dude's foot and uh, and it looks like he can't even walk he goes back behind the curtain for i'm telling you 30 seconds and he jogs out of there it was a total mr miyagi moment uh i mean miyagi was totally was rubbing his hands together, uh, but it, it 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 does make you wonder about forty eight hours later when the swelling you know is a factor. And I, I agree with you. I think that's a that is a big factor in tonight's game. And, and as we know, Carolina plays exactly five and a half guys, so that, that <laughs> right. could be a problem. I, I thought I, I there were more substitutions in that game than the uh, the two thousand eighteen Big Ten tournament. Tim Miles last uh, last games. It was unbelievable. Well, I think Hubert called on uh, uh, Noah Vedrill to see if he's got any eligibility left. So. Uh, okay, so uh, spring game week, we've you know we've we've not delved into a lot of spring game talk, and we 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 need to this time. But is there? And, and I never know what to look for at the spring game. I never never know who to cheer for. I don't even know what question to ask you about you the spring game. I don't. I'm not interested. Yeah, you don't know if this is going to be a punt, pass, and kick competition. That's uh, true. This could be anything at this point. But, you know, it's fair to say, I think, Jack, to, to hijack your, your line of questioning. I needed it. Please, uh, there was no line of questioning. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the big questions are on offense, you know, and, and I think the defense is, uh, you know, th- there's obviously intrigue at several positions there. I mean, defensive line being being one of them, uh, but I think this this really the source of uh, of curiosity all week is going to be the quarterback position. Yes, and yes. and I think that will drive attendance, that will drive enthusiasm this week. Um, and you know, it's going to be a little frustrating if they if they limit those guys based on you know the format. Uh, I mean, obviously they're going to be in green jerseys, but um, you know, I, I think you just if you're going Saturday, you really want to see something. Uh, that, that that gives you a little bit more insight into into the quarterbacks than you than you have right now. Yeah, one hundred percent. To the extent that I'm I'm paying attention, it will be largely to see what I mean, specifically what Casey Thompson 
looks like, what his style is, you know, how he fits with the offense. That is by far for me the biggest intrigue. And, 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 you know, I did see him at Texas. I've seen film, but I don't know. There's just something a little different. And that's what, because I still don't quite know how to picture that offense with him. Um, yeah, and it's it's really cool. I mean, this is, we've we've found ways to, you know, we've tried to find ways to sort of measure enthusiasm on these things over the years. And, um, you know, Nebraska having a new starting quarterback is, is pretty darn exciting. I mean, it's been a while, right? So uh, I think, I think that is, that's going to be something that will drive interest all the way into September. Um, and, you know, again, these spring games have become so vanilla over the years that, uh, that, yeah. that you know, you might get, geez, I don't know. I mean, Casey Thompson might have 15 legitimate snaps. I mean, it's who knows. But, uh, but I think just seeing what he looks like in uniform, getting a better feel for, uh, for his, for his uh, you know, throwing style, I think those are all valuable things that, again, will drive curiosity uh, throughout the week. And, and probably, you know, if, if they came out and said Casey Thompson's not going to play on Saturday for some reason, uh, you know, you'd probably lose 10,000 yeah. fans at the spring game. Yeah. Uh, that's that's how much interest there is, I think, just in that individual player. Do you remember the one year when, uh, I don't know, one of the years Pelini was there and then they were like, it was like the coaches were still standing on the field and it like felt even more practicey than usual. They were barely keeping score. I can't remember. I just remember going there. I was like, this doesn't even feel like a spring game at this point. It feels like yeah, drills. So, <laughs> so, so my my thought on this has always been, well, for the last probably 10 years, has, has been like, okay, if you don't want to make it real, then just embrace the absurdity, right? Like turn it into a carnival. Uh, have a have, – have, you know, the passing competition where, where targets are going across the field like mm-hmm. they do on that silly Saturday afternoon TV show and uh, the, you know, the Pro Bowl stuff. Yeah. Uh, do, do uh, you know, have a 40-yard dash, you know, try to identify the fastest man on the team and do all these fun things that, that if you're going to, if you're not going to make it a real thing, then, then let's, then let's make it a carnival, right. uh, a football carnival. Uh, and, and, you know, I don't expect that they're going to do that, but, uh, but I, I don't think, you know, it has to be a game to be entertaining. I just, I think it's odd that they sort of try to, everybody tries to walk this gray area or occupy this gray area where, you know, it's not real, but it's, it's not fake. Uh, and you know, I just don't think it works. I think they kind of need to go one way or the other. Well, see, it didn't, it used to be the number one, uh, the first and third stringers against the second and fourth stringers or something like that. Like the red, that's always what it was. I can't even remember. And now you get into the weekend. It's like, I don't even know if they said anything about the teams or if they do a draft or or what they do. Well, and part of the problem is, you know, the the depth isn't what it used to be. You know, you yeah. got a lot of guys that are out. I mean, if they try to play, if they try to play uh, four tight ends, you know, they might have to go down to the Lincoln East to find a fourth guy. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I think I think the issue, you know, back in the old days in Nebraska football, there was so much depth that it you could kind of do some of this, and and now they almost have to. Um, you know they have to they have to find warm bodies who are who are able and willing to play that many minutes. So, uh, you know it's it is what it is. You're going to be there about two hours, and then you'll go home and you'll say, "Oh, I didn't I didn't know a whole lot more than I did before." But 
But you know, it's football in April, and, hey, and that's going to be sixty-seven degrees. You know, that's better than nothing, right? Yeah. Uh, Chicken Rich texts in. He says, "Line up all the linemen on one goal line and have them sprint to the other goal line." I think one of those years, two hundred. <laughs> I think one of those years under Pelini, they did do some stuff though, like that. Didn't they have like linemen catch punts? I kind of remember that. Yeah, uh, I mean, let's, they, let's just make it. Let's embrace the absurdity. Right? Punt, pass, and uh, kick. Punt, pass, and yeah. kick. Punt, pass, and kick. Um, you know, have a quarterback competition where they're trying to hit the upright from fifty yards away. I mean, you know, they they can do all sorts of fun stuff that uh, that makes it entertaining to the fans. You know, we could have like we could bring people out of the stands and try to have them catch passes from Casey Thompson. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, let's let's really go after it here. Or the or pick the teams like we used to on the playground when we get started. <laughs> Right. Let's yeah. let's bring out the captains and we uh we do a, a public team picking. That'd be that'd be well, yeah, yeah. Let's let's identify the worst player on the team. Be a captain to shame that player, you know, forever. <laughs> Actually, my tr- the, the true thing that I I still uh, this is a free idea that I'm giving out here to the university. But you you dev- the stadium depending on which side of the stadium are you get either a red T-shirt or a white T-shirt, right? And you on your ticket, it gives you. You remember how you used to always have the back of the tickets at oh, Runza yeah. or somewhere? If they, Nebraska scored a hundred or held their opponent under sixty, you got a free Runza or something like that. Uh, the the winning side, the winning side. If you're on the white side and the white wins, you get uh, free Runza. You're a red side, red wins. You get a free Runza. Let's get a little. Let's get a little division and and crowd involvement. And partisanship on this thing. Yeah, I think you want to. Embr- I think you want to embrace the animosity as much as possible. Uh, potentially have some fights in the concourses. Uh, Absolutely, you, know, you might. Yeah. You might even give away free North Dakota tickets. Uh, <laughs> there you, know, you the go. Winning, the winning side at the spring game gets a free North Dakota ticket. Yes, in whatever seats they they took. Yeah, or <laughs> or Jack, you could you could say that uh, you know Memorial Stadium this fall will uh, will have one half of the stadium that has. Uh, 24 inch seats, and the other half will have 18 inch seats. And uh, the winner of the spring game, uh, if your side wins, you get the 24 inch seats. We're gonna we're gonna widen either the red side or the white side, <laughs> and that's where you're sitting. That's amazing. I mean, that 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 actually would fuel some. Some See, that's good. Look, man, it just, you know, they do a great job marketing in so many ways, but I think they need our input on this one to really make are it they, Are they paying you for marketing ideas yet? It's I mean, a, you've it's, given away so many free ones. It's all I do. It's like, I'm a, it's like I've been on a non-profit for great ideas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just still for, non-profiting, by the way. Still, still not the very, yeah, absolutely no profit uh, whatsoever. All right, Dirk. Well, uh, good to talk hey, Jack, to you. Can I, yeah. say, can I say very quickly about something that I'm already sick of? <laughs> Please, uh, yes. T- Tiger Woods is probably going to play the Masters this week. Yeah. And th- there's more attention on is Tiger Woods going to play or not going to play the Masters than anything else in sports right now. He played the Masters 15 months ago, Jack. It's not like he's playing for the first time but, in 20 years. Th- you know, like, we had a giant car crash in between those two things. Well, it's not like he was never going to play again. He's already played on national TV. He went out with his 15-year-old That's son. not the Masters. Jeez, Dirk. You are you are a sports writer. Of course you should understand the gravity of this story. What is wrong with you? He was going to play eventually. First time in the Masters and this soon? He should have, I mean, he probably should have died in that crash. And he's already on the Masters? 
Oh, God. They almost no, I'm not saying I sh- his leg. I'm not saying he should have or I wanted to, but it was that serious that, it, you know, he, he probably was lucky to have his life. And here he is, and Dirk wants to minimize it. Sad. Classic Dirk. Sad. Classic Dirk. <laughs> <laughs> the story of the year, and he's like, meh. Hey, you don't win sports writer the sports writer of the year being all sunshine so, and rainbow. Yeah, okay? you don't. You don't. All right, Dirk. Classic media media negativity. <laughs> Have a good one. We'll talk to you. We'll right, unpack yeah. the spring game next week. All right. See Sounds ya. good. And but Tigers win. Uh, all right. It's eight fifty three. We'll take a break. Selling K today with Jack and friends on KLIN. Want today's top news stories? Top Husker stories? You can get them sent straight to your inbox every afternoon. Just sign up for the daily for free at KLIN.com. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, that is it. Tomorrow we announce your Munch Madness champion. Caleb will have that at about 627. And it will be a new champion. Yes. Joe Jordan News Channel, Nebraska. Uh, also, we'll have uh, we're gonna have John Baylor joining us tomorrow for the first time in a little Ooh. while. John Baylor back. So. Saw him at that thing last Thursday. Yeah, he was there. He well, gave me gave me a nod and then didn't come talk to me. It's good. You get it. Hey, Caleb. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> there now, you can feel like you experienced. Yeah, it. I did. It was like the real thing. Yeah. And by the way, we got spring game tickets to give away this week. We got Husker Rutgers baseball tickets to give it away this week. We have concert tickets yeah, as we well. Yeah, we got a whole so we're, bunch. We're gonna do a, some of it on ticket Thursday, but be listening throughout the week. Your chance to win all of those things. Don't miss a second. It's 9 o'clock. KLI and Lincoln.